Hello and welcome to Tribal Council, the show in which two brothers who had never seen Survivor before start from the very beginning, get through seven seasons, and fast forward to season 41. I'm Patrick. And I'm Chris. And this week we're going to talk about season 41, episode 11, Do or Die. But first, can you believe that we're 11 episodes into this? It's mail time. We got mail. Ooh. We got an email. When it comes, I want a whale. Mail. mail. We got an email from a listener named Zoe. Okay. Uh, she says, or they say, hi, guys. I love your podcast. You both are so great at breaking down episodes and seasons. I'm a huge Survivor fan and have been for, have and have and been for so many years. Hearing your point of view is refreshing, and I love that you play games when you watch the season. I can't wait for you to continue watching older seasons. I think you should do an episode or episodes on one-time challenges and the most ridiculous challenges. Trust me without ruining anything for you. It is extensive. Love listening to you, Zoe. So thanks for all the kind words, Zoe. It's great to hear from listeners. Um, So this gives me an idea. I was talking with Patrick before we started recording about like what we're going to do for season eight, because after the season ends, we're going to go back and watch season eight. And Zoe's email talking about one-time challenges or ridiculous challenges made me think maybe we got to do some challenge reenactment okay um now we do live like a couple thousand miles apart from each other so we'll have to do yeah. like work something out where like we start at the same time but we can do it via like facetime or zoom or whatever like that but i bet we can find some challenges like definitely like the endurance ones that we can like try to manufacture make ourselves and then like try to pull off uh-huh uh-huh. Okay, so I'm very into this idea. I feel like pulling it off is difficult. Um, are you imagining that we, like, take the challenge that they did during the episode and try to reenact that same challenge or just, like, do unrelated or, challenges between you and me? No, something that's been on Survivor. It doesn't necessarily have to be the one on the episode that we talked about that week, but, like, one that we have talked about on the podcast or we have seen. So like something from the first seven seasons or this season. So like this season's had several endurance challenges. Like yeah, the one that many. they, the one from this week, last week, the ball on a platform. That's this week. Oh, no, sorry. That's last week. This week has a ball on also a platform, but. It's a cylinder. Stick. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. I think either, I think the one on the flat disc is one that we could like maybe pull off a little bit better. Yeah, but you or, would slaughter me in it. Maybe. That's maybe that's why that's the first one I thought of. Or just like standing on a post. Like we can get like a wooden block and we just stand on it and see who lasts the longest. And just like record our episode while we're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm into this. Um, uh, now, as for what Zoe mentions in her email about doing an episode on one time challenges and the most ridiculous challenges, um, that is definitely like an interesting idea of something that like we could do like a. That's something that we could add into like our bonus episodes we do with the like reunion stuff maybe of like doing a look back of like, okay, what are some of the favorite challenges we had from the season or from any other of our time watching Survivor? The one-time challenges we'd have to do some research for because I don't know which challenges are like. So that's actually what I was going to ask. Are you interpreting that as like one time meaning like at some time challenges, like in the past challenges or like challenges that they only did once? That's how I interpreted it as challenges they only did once because like they weren't great or they were so wild or weird 
I don't know how. Yeah. I need Zoe to respond, to give us more info, to give us some of those challenges that we've seen that don't get repeated. I don't know what those are. Well, and with our other idea of us reenacting some challenges, listeners, if you have ideas from any challenges, it doesn't even have to be ones necessarily that we have seen. It could be from other seasons, but you need to like describe how the challenge works to us. And we can be like, okay, this week we're going to do a challenge from season 17, episode four, blah, blah, blah. And we can try to reenact it. So if you have any ideas for that, listeners, email us, tribalcouncilpodcast at gmail.com, tweet at us at tribalcouncil20, give us some ideas so we can start doing some live reenactments or recorded reenactments, I guess. If anyone in our family is listening to this and wants to design some sort of like obstacle course for us to do during Christmas when we're together, we could start then. Yeah. Looking at you, Maya, let's get to work. Yeah. Um, some of the challenges, you know, that they used to do food challenge. We could eat some oh, like gross, gross food challenges. Yeah. I thought yeah. you like the food auctions and I was like, that's boring. Do you have any cow's blood handy? Uh, I got milk. I do have milk. I do not have. Well, uh, I mean, I have like raw ground beef that I could get blood from. Yeah, I don't think you're really going to get blood from that. I have frozen steaks. No. Do you have any beetles in your backyard? Oh, maybe. Uh, I don't really want to eat bugs, so I'm. I actually take this idea back immediately. Zoe, I really thank you for that. Uh, that is super cool. And it's always great to hear from listeners. And I love this idea of like really focusing on weird challenges or interesting challenges. Um, yeah, we will need to brainstorm this a little bit and figure out how we can do this. Absolutely. Um, another thing before we get to the episode, uh, there was two yeah. Ponderosa videos out this week because um, the Shan one came a little bit late and then the Liana one was posted as well. Um, oh, I didn't actually sh- watch the Liana one. I watched the Shan one. The Shan one was uh, was good, interesting. Um, I did have a reveal, which I think was new, or I forgot that she has multiple sclerosis. I did not know that. I think that was in her interview in the beginning. Oh, However, okay. I'm realizing that I think that maybe I'm talking about a different Ponderosa video because I don't remember that being in mine. Oh, maybe that's mentioned. No, I think that was in this one because this one it was all about Shan. She mentioned that she did a bunch of. Yeah, mine was not all about Shan. I'm talking about a different video. I didn't see that. Oh, okay. Well, the one about Shan joining Ponderosa, she mentions that. She said she did a bunch of chemo treatments before, like, flying out for the show to, like, make sure she was as healthy as possible while she was on the show. So, sorry. This is going to sound really ignorant, maybe. What is multiple sclerosis? And also, what is chemo? I was under the impression that chemo was, like, specifically a cancer treatment. And that multiple sclerosis was not cancer. Oh, I mean, I don't know that much about either of these things either. My quick searching says that multiple sclerosis or MS is a potentially disabling disease of the brain and spinal cord. Um, The immune system attacks the protective sheath that covers nerve fibers and causes communication problems between your brain and the rest of your body. Okay, Um, that's kind of what I thought MS was. Can get more and more severe and there's relapsing MS where it like comes and goes. Um, a lot of my also, knowledge of MS comes from the West Bartlett Wing. on the West Wing, but I also like know some people with MS as well. Um, but not, I don't think I know anybody who like has many like, um, permanent effects from it or issues with it currently, or not ones that are like outwardly visible. Um, the chemo treatments, 
um because I, I looked that up right before we started recording um i think it's just like a therapy that can help like chemotherapy can help stop it from getting worse i guess i don't know huh okay i had no idea i thought that chemotherapy was specifically like radiation killing cancer cells and i if there's not like cells that need killed in ms that's i'm not a doctor y'all uh i'm sure that it works that's just not what i how i thought that that worked it oh, works by I'm suppressing it works it's a it's called minozantrone it's a chemotherapy drug it works by suppressing the immune system and reducing the overall number of immune cells that would be causing inflammation so like those immune cells that are attacking your own body it reduces those so that way they're not attacking you but i'm sure that comes with penalties also because typically it's good to have immune cells Right. That makes sense. Do you happen to know? So I didn't see this Ponderosa video, so maybe she talks about it in that, but I saw an interview with Shan that said that she, um, like got back to camp like half an hour before tribal council that time that she got voted out, uh, because she was like out sick was like being seen by medical staff and stuff. Do you know if that was related to her MS at all? Or if it was just like, she was super sick because of food poisoning. Cause island nothing i saw mentioned it related to that they didn't okay. give any details on it other than that she was sick i was just curious so what, if that was what related ponderosa video did you see so i saw a video where tiffany evie nasir and shan did the sea chanty the wellerman oh yeah, changed yeah, yeah all of the words to talk about mm -hmm. themselves and talk about their survivor journeys which was excellent and also was like, oh, right. This all happened in like April and May. Yeah, that was in the Shan video that she talks about MS. I only saw the Wellerman thing. Oh, uh, okay. It must have just so been maybe like a I saw clip. like a clipped version of it, but I only saw yeah. the Wellerman. Yeah, yeah. That one was very cool. Listeners, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, they post all these on the Survivor, CBS Survivor Instagram every week. And so uh, that's how I see it. At least I don't know. It's, I'm sure it shows up other places, but that's one way to see it. Um, I don't sometimes i don't watch the episodes until thursday night and so i try not to follow survivor on social medias because i don't want spoilers uh yeah so i i usually just like see it pop up in other ways the um liana one uh i didn't have a whole lot of notes down for that um other than oh wait no that wait oh yeah, yeah there is yeah i was gonna say Wait, this episode's about Liana, but yeah. So there was one out for Liana. I didn't see a lot of notes for that. She did like kind of talk in an interesting way about like the grieving process kind of, and how like everybody handles it differently. And so it, she talked about how like Shan is still like, when she got to Ponderosa, Shan was still like kind of angry um, about being voted off. Um, Evie is pretty like jokey, but will still like throw out kind of like, she like dodges it with humor, like any grief with humor kind of. Um, she was, Liana herself was still pretty fresh from it, but it also had like a, the Leon, or not the Leona, the, what tribe were they? Yasa? The Yasa tribe. So Evie, Tiffany, Liana um, had like a bonding moment of being a big Yasa group and how they were like bonded at the very beginning briefly. Um, and so they did this whole thing where they took out their anger by throwing coconuts. So they all, they did this like slow motion video of them like going to the beach and taking coconuts and just like launching them at logs and out into the ocean and stuff like that, which was kind of fun. Oh, that's super fun. I also am like really uh, impressed by Liana like noting people grieving differently because like, I mean, that's definitely a true thing, but also 
I feel like most people don't think of grief as being like a lost opportunity or something, but like, like, I don't, I wouldn't think of like being kicked off of survivor as like something that you grieve, but it totally is. That makes total sense. Um, just, we usually colloquially use grief to talk about death, um, and not necessarily like other forms of loss. So that's cool. Good on Liana. Yeah. I also saw an interview with Liana and it made me really love Liana. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so let's get into this episode that deals a lot with Liana. Yeah. Um, we start off with Liana. This is we start off immediately after Shan getting voted off, like back at the camp, and Liana's annoyed with Danny and Deshaun because they broke up her their core four alliance um, by voting out Shan. Um, Xander. Uh, is happy that he was finally part of like the organizing plan. Um, and uh, he bonded with Erica and Heather and Ricard with that. And so like, he's, which because he's been a lone wolf like this whole season so far. Yeah. Like the since part. the merge and kind of even before the merge, he just didn't oh, yeah, he was, it. He was like going to be voted off except their tribe won immunity like way long right. ago. He didn't know that though, but like, I, I think he probably knew that. Yeah, okay. I mean, he's pretty savvy. Um, Deshaun uh, thinks that... Tells post- Liana that he will never write her name down. Well, that's true. I was going to say that it, he... Being called a snake drew the heat off her card. So, like, um, we talked about last week how when Shan got voted off, she said, like, Ricard, you have my vote for a million. And talked about whether that was, like, purposeful or not. Either way, like, it would put some heat on Ricard. But then Deshaun be called the snake is like what everybody was kind of talking about. And so it that talk with Ricard like didn't even come up this week. Or if it did, it was edited out, but nothing we saw. Yeah. Deshaun um, was like super pissed about yeah. all of that and was like openly frustrated, which was uh I think he was letting his emotions get the better of him a bit. Like I think that he should have calmed down a bit. Yeah, um, his frustration, I think, was like that he he didn't want to, he didn't like being singled out as the snake for like formulating this plan because he wasn't the one who formulated it and wasn't the only one that was part of it. That's yeah. Like I feel like there's an interesting balance between like not wanting to see, be seen as a villain, but also if people want to give him credit for like kicking one of the strongest players out of the game, take that credit a little bit. Like, He's like, yeah. like, no, I didn't do this super strategic thing. That wasn't me. And I'm like, what? Well, but like, if people want to blame you for this strategic move, I feel like you should let them. Yeah, I think that's how Ricard would have kind of handled it. Um, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, that's where the emotions were kind of getting the better of him. We go to the next day, day 20, um, and Ricard and Deshaun have a conversation because Deshaun, because they kind of, Deshaun's anger from the night before was like coming out. Um and Ricard tells him like straight up, like you're coming off paranoid and you need to chill out. Um, and Deshaun is just talks about how he was confused that he was the only snake, even though he wasn't, wasn't the only snake or wasn't the one who organized this. Um, and that's where Dion, Deshaun tells Liana he'll never write her da- name down. But she says to Cameron in a confessional that she wants revenge and she wants Deshaun gone. Yeah. Um, and then we get a nice moment, sad moment, emotional moment, um, talking about the, that day is the 25th anniversary of Danny's dad dying. Um, yeah. So there's lots of stuff about Danny feeling a lot of emotions here. We get lots of story and 
confessionals with Danny, which is really nice because he's really been like a kind of uh, he's always been there, but we haven't gotten a lot from him this season. Yeah, I would agree with that. This was uh, so listeners. This was a episode that I waited a day to watch and watched Thursday night. Um, but in the time between that, Chris uh, texted me in a group chat with some other people that are watching um, saying that this was a really emotional episode. So we got to this point and I was like, oh, here's the really emotional part, which it is. This is a very emotional part. And then I was very caught off guard later in the episode when it gets even more emotional. Maybe. Oh, yeah, this isn't um, the part of the episode <laughs> that made me cry. It was later in the episode. <laughs> yes. Um, this was this almost made me cry. Uh, Danny talks about how, again, his dad died when he was eight years old. Um, and he was always angry with his dad about that. Um, for like not being there for him and talked about how like he has always said that he wanted to like make his family proud make his mom proud but not make his dad proud because like that was a hard thing for him Um, which was just like really really powerful and really touching and then going into like he's been processing that a lot and particularly being on the island and getting a lot of alone time to process he's kind of been realizing like like giving that anger up a little bit and being able to think more about his dad's death and think about like kind of forgive his dad for that and recognize that it's not his fault. Um, Which is just really, really cool and really powerful. And uh, yeah, I'm like, I already was kind of a Danny fan and because of this and also other things in this episode, I'm like a really big Danny fan. Yeah. Well, last week you predicted he was going to be gone this episode. So that doesn't mean I'm not a fan of him. That's true. Um, we move on to the next day, day 21, to the immunity challenge. Oh, this is oh, another example. I, do you have stuff really? before that? I thought it was the same day. No, it was day 21. Oh, that makes the immunity challenge much less emotionally powerful for me. Because it's not the same day. Right. I thought it no. was... I thought... I, I mean, I have in my notes day 21, which I type out every time they show us on camera. Oh, okay. Cool. I mean, I trust you. I just yeah. had missed that. And yeah. Danny this is also in, in his part of his monologue, we also see him like talk to Deshaun about like, hey, just FYI, if I seem like off today, don't think that it's anything. It is because of it's the 25th anniversary of my dad's death, yada, yada, yada. Like, it's not related to the game. I'm just having an off day. And then I was under the impression, spoiler alert, Danny wins this immunity challenge. And like falls down crying afterwards. And I thought that was he won immunity on the anniversary of his dad's death, kind of dedicating it to his dad. Which if it's the next day, that loses a little bit of that power. I mean, that's still very powerful. It is it is still very powerful, but it is yeah. He he made a point about the actual day of the anniversary being a big day to him. Yeah. Um and it was, and that's what channeled all of his power into forgiving his father and stuff. The next yeah, day that's true. Challenge. That's true. Um, so this is immunity challenge, which again, this is I think I talked about this last week. How it's always interesting every time they go to a challenge this season. I never know if it's a reward challenge or an immunity challenge. This was one of those where this was an immunity challenge. I kind of thought it would be based off of the previews for the episode from last week, but um, we have talked in the past. I don't remember what season this was, but there was a couple times when uh, there like wasn't a reward challenge, and we saw later that like there had been a reward challenge. They just didn't show it. They just edited it out because it didn't, it wasn't uh, that interesting. It didn't matter that much. And I'm wondering if that's happening a lot. 
Maybe. Maybe there are some reward challenges that are just whatever. Yeah, that could be. Um, so uh, it has Jeff talking to the camera, telling us that there's going to be like a big twist thrown in here. Um, it wasn't really necessary because he explains it all to them in like 30 seconds later. Um, yeah, this is the worst so, version of that, Jeff. So the twist is one that, Patrick, you kind of predicted last week. Yeah, it's worse than what I predicted. I, I like my idea better. So the twist was that the first person to drop out of the immunity challenge is going to be forced to participate in Survivor Do or Die. It's a That's game the of name chance. of the episode. Oh, yeah. I did note that it was funny that Jeff was the one to say it this week. Um, so he just tells them it's a game of chance that lets them survive and be in the final six or they're out. We don't know any more details about it. And he says, if you're the first out of the challenge, that you have to participate in that, but you don't have to participate in the immunity challenge. And so it gives them all two rocks to have them all decide at the same time. So you don't have to like, you don't get the advantage of like seeing who has agreed to it first or something like that. Um, and so it's a secret vote whether they're going to be in or out. And Liana and Heather both sit out of the challenge, which they talk about a little bit later at Tribal Council. Um, and so the challenge is Erica, Ricard, Deshaun, Xander, and Danny. And they have this wooden cylinder that has like a metal ball on top that they have to balance between their hands. And as time goes on, they add length to the cylinder. Um, they add length to the cylinder by like having more sim similar cylinders that they have to like press together. At right. first I thought they were just like holding this thing, and but it's like actively pressing it together to make sure that it doesn't fall. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Deshaun is out almost immediately, which means he has to do the do or die. Um, and then more cylinder gets added. And then Erica is out right as the that round's about to end. Then more cylinders added. Ricard's out. It's down to Xander and Danny. And it looks very close, but Xander drops out and Danny gets the win, which that's where he has really emotional breakdown and like starts crying. It is Ricard and Xander fall like back. To oh, back. yeah. They're like right and next to like the yeah, final yeah, three. Right. And then they fall yeah. at like the same time, which was just like very shocking and surprising. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, that's right. Because I remember thinking that, like, Ricard dropping is probably what made Xander drop because he probably, like, you just, like, can't help but react if, like, somebody else is dropping out that it caused him to slip. Right. Um, so Danny gets immunity, and we find out that, or we know that Deshaun is going to have to do the survivor do or die, which we don't know details about yet. And so they have to make plans with the idea that maybe Deshaun will have immunity, if he survives this do or die, is that right? He, yeah, he has immunity if he survives yes. this thing, or that he might be just immediately out. And so, like, and then they would not vote, right? And then they wouldn't vote. So they still have to do plans as if there's going to be a vote. They just don't know if there will be or not, and we didn't know if there will be or not at that time. Um, so we go back to camp for a little bit. Um, Danny and Deshaun talk about how they want Ricard gone. Xander agrees about this like to them but then we see xander saying that he wants ricard here because without him Zander, or xander's the target he sees like ricard is like the number one target and then xander would be like number two and so he wants ricard there so he doesn't have a target on his back um erica talks to xander about ricard too um and then they or about whether it's better to just stick with liana um ricard and xander and heather talk about how they need to stick together and take out liana and so it's kind of like danny and deshaun want ricard out Xander, Heather, Ricard want Liana out. And so then Erica can, can Erica can either vote Ricard and be create a three-three tie, or she can vote Liana and be like a four-two win to get Liana out. So Erica's the you, swing vote here. That's incorrect. 
you missed Liana's vote for Ricard. Oh, I did. And yes. so Erica is a swing vote of a 4-3. Yes. Yeah. Or yeah, a 4-3 yeah. the other way. Right. Okay. Yep. That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. But we think. Turns out that that's actually inaccurate because Xander ends up using his extra vote. But. Well, yeah. But um, it's still like. Yeah. We'll talk about that with the votes. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, that night. This, so this was night 21, which means all the stuff was in the same day. The immunity challenge and travel council. Um. <clears throat> This is Jeff tells them that this is the last night that they can use the shot in the dark. Yeah. Um, and I nobody was surprised does. no one used their shot in the dark. Yeah, but the votes are so important, especially like later, like with fewer votes, each vote's like more important. But yeah, if Liana, like I think Liana should have used her shot in the dark here because, uh, oh, I guess maybe I don't know if she would get to vote on and tie. I was thinking, like, the worst that could happen I would is... I guess would... no. Well, no, okay. The worst that can happen is that it would tie between the two, and I don't think that would necessarily be bad for Liana. Or she is... Wait, if she, used her... if she used her thing? If... Yes, if Erica votes with them... Oh, well, that's, like, best-case scenario. Oh, well, no, 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 no. That's worst-case scenario if she uses her shot in the dark. Because if Erica is not voting with them, then she's her vote doesn't matter anyway. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so maybe that would have been a good idea. I'll be in, I wouldn't be surprised if we never see the shot in the dark again. It'll, or they change it to be like one in four instead of one in six chance or something because it got used one time this season unsuccessfully and it was like barely mentioned. So I don't know if it's going to stick around. I think that they're like, yeah, I agree with you. I also think that future seasons, even if they didn't change it at all, would use it more. Because I think that there were times when viewers were like, this is the time when you should be using it. Oh, right. Like when Nasir it, got voted off would have been a good time to use it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So like future when your vote doesn't matter anyway, but you might mm-hmm. be in trouble. You should use it. And, but I don't, I don't think that they know the strategy yet for it. Where like people at home are thinking through the strategy and they're the ones who are going to be doing it in the future. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, they talk about the Shan plan from last episode and like blindsiding Shan and getting her out. Um, it was interesting, like having them talk about that because Shan is sitting there because she's on the jury. And so like seeing her facial expressions and you, from that, you could tell she was still like upset or angry about it. But um, also very like, she like leans in and is like, uh, you know, tribal council is like a show for the jury and mm-hmm. she is like attentively. I'm listening, like, sell me on this, kind of. Um, yeah. And so then we get, like, a long, really, really, really good discussion, um, mostly led by, like, Deshaun and Liana, um, some of, like, Danny in there as well, but mostly, like, Deshaun and Liana talk, and Deshaun starts it off very emotionally talking about the moral struggle he has with the game, which we saw a little bit of this last week, but lots more of it in this discussion here of wanting to represent the black community well and how hard and really, really like challenging it was to write Shan's name down because he wanted to have the final four alliance of an all black final four, but he also has his own personal challenge of he wants to win the game. And he knows he knew that, or he thought that if Shan was there at the end, he's not gonna beat her in the final tribal council. And so he needs her gone. And so it's that personal struggle of like, do I keep that alliance alive for like the black community and what that would do to like viewers watching and make a statement for like the country 
do I look out for myself? And so it was like a huge struggle. He says it was like one of the hardest things he's ever done. Yeah. Um, and Liana talks then, uh, gives a very passionate speech about the importance of her blackness and being represented um, and how it's a it's been a barrier for her her whole life because she's always seen as a black woman first, regardless of any other circumstance. Um, and so it's a lot of like Liana and Deshaun talking about the importance of representing that community, but also like they're here to play a game also. And so like, it's just this moral struggle for them of like, do we do this for the black community? Do we do this for ourselves? And we talked about this last week about how it's, um, it's like unfair to them to have to have that concern because it's not like a concern Xander has, which he makes a statement about that. Um, so Xander like chimes in and set, makes a nice statement about how he has the privilege of never having to worry about that, which Danny um, says like he appreciates it and that all of the people on the show are allies and that they the black community needs allies. And when they leave the show, they're still gonna be allies and they need that out there. There's just a very, very yeah. like emotional conversation speech that was very real and necessary. Yeah, I totally agree. I, uh, a couple things to add. Um, they talk a lot about like 2020 was a really hard year for the black community. Um, which I obviously agree with. Um, but sitting in December, 2021 watching it, I'm like, uh, I, at times I was like, yes, I agree with that that feels like a long time ago, like watching it now, which is 2021 is also hard. It was helpful for me to learn that. Um, so like when they got to Fiji, they had to quarantine for two weeks before actually starting playing the game. And the, they were like alone in hotel rooms. And that was when the Derek Chauvin trial was on the news. Um, and so in their hotel rooms during quarantine, they were watching the Derek Chauvin trial who listeners, if you don't remember, is the police officer that killed George Floyd in May of 2020. Um, and so like they, at this point in talking, don't know how that trial turned out and are like, uh, that is the last thing that they like have from home is this very high profile, very uh, relevant to this topic trial. Um, which obviously their whole lives are relevant to this topic. I'm not saying like they wouldn't be having these conversations if it weren't for that by any means. I just think that that was a fascinating tidbit to learn of like, it is uh, so um, the idea of the black community having a really hard 2020 was like a focus in their minds, particularly during this time, I guess. Um one other thing that I wanted to note watching this conversation, I was like, wow, I don't know. Like, I didn't notice really until now. I didn't think about it. But I cannot believe that there is, between the players and the jury, one white man who is not Hispanic. I'm not sure if Ricard would define himself as white or not. Like, maybe he might define himself as Hispanic and white or something. But there is one non-Hispanic white dude. And that's yeah. wild. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and it's a nice change. And it's one that we'll see happen more and more because they've committed to doing like 50% people of color. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like Xander is so much in the minority in that group. And it's, and like Jeff is in the minority in that group. And that is just mm -hmm. 
really cool to see. Um, yeah. yeah. Also, for a season that is, uh, it's like talked so much about how this is a season made up of cast or tribe members who are like the biggest Survivor fans who've like idolized Survivor like their whole lives. And so it's super cool to put them in cam on camera in front of the rest of the country or world to like let the rest of the world who's full of people who like love survivor and are watching survivor or children who are growing up with survivor to like see more people like them which is why this is important representation is important yeah uh i want to throw out there listeners um i think this was a very important conversation chris and i are still two white dudes uh and so if you are out there and are a person of color and have something to add to this conversation you, you feel free to sh- throw us an email or if you want to just critique the way that we're talking about this let us know because we are not perfect and we're not experts um we're just doing our best yeah absolutely um i don't actually remember how they like really transition out of that talk to the voting uh jeff kind of just does he's okay yeah um so uh before or oh, before no. the voting we do the yes. do or die <laughs> So That's Jeff, Jeff is like, okay, well, it's time. And Deshaun like wipes tears out of his eyes and is like, really right now? Yeah, as do as did I. Um, and so we do, Jeff introduces the do or die challenge. He says there's three boxes. One has a fire symbol in it. Two has two skull symbols. And I, to myself, said, oh, it's the Monty Hall problem. And then Xander says, and Xander's like, oh, it's the Monty Hall problem. I was like, okay, good. Some people know this. Um, and so Jeff reveals, um, or so Deshaun picks a box. And then uh, Jeff is like, okay, there's two boxes left. And I guess at this point, I was like, I think it's going to be Money Hall. And then Jeff's like, okay, I'm going to reveal one to you. And it's a skull. Do you want to switch with the other box? I was like, okay, this is definitely Money Hall now. Um, Deshaun says he wants to trust his gut, go with his gut. And so he keeps the box, which I want to point out to listeners. This is the wrong move mathematically. Correct. It turned out to work out for him. But like mathematically in this situation, you should always change. You should always switch. Um, because it is a two-thirds chance that you are correct, that you get the good thing if you switch. Right. I think the like I've heard lots of explanations for it, and it's difficult to like wrap your mind around. And it was difficult for like mathematicians to wrap their mind around. There's like a famous thing when this came out. It's called the Money Hall problem because there used to be a show um called Let's Make a Deal, who was hosted by Money Hall, I think is the name of yes. the guy who hosted it. Um, and it was like a thing at the time where like mathematicians were writing papers about it, and like somebody published something that said like you should always change and other mathematicians were like no you idiot like that's not what you're supposed to do like it's still the same odds and it was like going back and forth because it doesn't it's not so obvious so like uh one way to like i think it's helpful to like wrap your mind around it um well one is on the the ringers survivor podcast um like tyson still didn't grasp it he still thinks it's 50 50 but the other riley mcatee riley mcatee he did a really good job because it's so good he did a good job explaining it. What I was going to say is like the way that I've seen it that I liked is if you had like a hundred boxes and you picked one box and then Jeff opened up all of the remaining skulls that only had one box left, whether you should switch or not, knowing that like out of those 99 boxes, one of those is the winner. Like the odds are you should switch because you had a 99 out of a hundred chance that the winner was like in one of those boxes. Um, but Riley oh, did a good that job. That doesn't help me. I don't think. Riley explained by saying it's important to know that Jeff knows what's the right box. Um, And so in the beginning, you could either choose fire, which is a good one, skull one or skull two, which is bad. 
And if you chose fire, uh, he's going to reveal a skull. And if you switch, that's a problem. If you chose skull one, he's going to reveal skull two, and you should switch to get fire. If you chose skull two, just going to show skull one, and you should switch to get fire. So in, in two out of the three possible scenarios, you should switch and you win. Yeah, the, the most important part of why that works out mathematically is because Jeff Garen, like it's designed that Jeff will reveal a skull to you out of the two remaining boxes. This is why it works for something like this, but this would not work for like the game deal or no deal because that it's all random as to like which cases get open and stuff like that. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, so Deshaun picks a box, decides not to switch, opens it. He gets flame, which means he is still in and has immunity. Um, and so they're going to vote. Deshaun has immunity, though, and Danny has immunity. So the only people up for votes are Xander, Erica, Liana, Ricard. Heather. Um, oh, and Heather. Yeah, yeah, Um, They go to the vote. They show that Ricard votes for Liana. Danny votes for Ricard, which is like what we already knew. And then Erica, who's the swing vote going into this, goes to vote. And we just hear her, like, get to the table. And she goes, this sucks. <laughs> which I thought was very funny. Erica is very funny. Um, yeah. And so they do the vote reveal. Um Jeff asks if there's any advantage or idle play or shot in the dark. None of that happens, um, which is still amazing. Xander's in here with, he was almost gone so long ago. He still has um, his uh, a hidden immunity. Um, he did use his extra vote, which we're going to see here in a second, but he did still have his hidden immunity and hasn't like had to play it or anything going into the final six now. Um, the vote's 3-3. Three, three. Um, and then Jeff's like, but there's two more votes, which you see like Ricard kind of note, like, wait, that doesn't make sense. There shouldn't be two more votes. Um, yeah. Uh, Liana gets a fourth vote and then a fifth vote. And so it was five, three for that. Um, Xander used his extra vote to, I think, ensure that Liana was out. I also, I meant to go back and I forgot. Do you know if this was also maybe just the last time he was able to use it? And so like, it was a good time to do it. I think it was final six. Okay. So next week would have been, he yeah. could have used it. Um, yeah, but this was a good way that, like, if Erica had flipped to put four on the Ricard side, his extra vote would have made it be four, four. four for Liana, so it would be a tie. Um, um, I I don't know if this is why Erica said this sucks or not. I was a little bit surprised at the 5-3 against Liana only because I think that myself, if I had been, like, Xander or Erica or Heather, really, knowing that it was going to be like a 4-3 vote Liana over Ricard, would have a really hard time voting for Liana after that conversation at Tribal Council. Well, I don't, yeah, maybe. But I think the whole point of that conversation was that like, like. We're still playing a game. We're still playing a game. And like, that's what Deshaun was talking about. It's like, he already made that decision to play the game basically last week. And so that didn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean, that's that's true. It just like, it felt particularly rough to see Liana go after that conversation. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, we do, so she gets out. Um, we see preview for next week. Um, it, said, it mentioned something about Danny wanting an idol. Um, Ricard is scared of Danny, um, like being like powerful game player. Um, Deshaun talking about Xander and Erica and him being a good final three. So we'll see how that kind of plays out next week. Um, Who do you think wins in that final three? Next week's between Deshaun, Xander, and Erica. Yeah, that is a, like a strong crew to me. I have no idea who would win that. 
Uh, Xander is like my gut reaction, but uh, okay. I kind of think Deshaun, but maybe I think there. I guess it just depends. I think there's definitely some anger still towards him from like Liana and Cheyenne, so I don't know. But I think that, that they would... would suck that up to see a black winner. Yeah, that could be. Um, next week's episode is called Truth Kamikaze. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I, my guess is Erica is going to be the one that says that. Oh, oh. I feel like we don't usually guess that. That's interesting. Yeah, we uh, did it before with, uh, or we guessed what one was about somebody. Baby with a machine gun. We said it's going to be about Shan. I'm going to say that it. Truth Kamikaze is said by Xander. Okay. Um, let's do fantasy points. We got to pick an MVP. Yeah. I was torn between two people for my MVP. Um, and I, uh, yeah. I know who I'm going to pick. Me too. I think we're going to disagree. Three, two, one, Liana. Xander. Oh, what? No. Yeah, I know. Listen. You can't, MVP cannot be the person that got voted out. Uh, so my reason for picking Liana is like the stuff that she talked about this episode made me realize like they edited her so poorly this season. Like I like her so much more after all of the stuff that was like discussed this episode, the stuff I've seen from Ponderosa, it made me realize that they like, she got a bad edit and looking like a, like paranoid, vindictive, annoyed, like not very good player for most of the season. And I don't think that was the case, like based off of like everything we saw from her this episode and from Ponderosa, like she's much more like intelligent and thoughtful and like strategic and stuff like that. I think the game edited it very poorly in her favor. And I want to like acknowledge that uh, how like strong she was in all of the talk this episode and how like just in that like one tribal council, like turned my whole view of her around. Uh, okay, that's fair. I'm going to say, so I thought you were going to say Danny. That's who because, I was. I thought about him, but I did not. Because of his immunity win and the discussion at tribal council and the discussion about his dad and all of that. Um, and him flying under the radar with the whole after the Shan vote when he also kind of betrayed her, but no one. Yeah, I didn't that. pick him because he is on like the losing end of the alliance, and but that's a lot of talk from picking somebody who got voted out. Yeah, uh huh. That is why I picked Xander because he. It's the first time that he's been in an alliance yeah. at least since merge and kind of before that, like we talked about. Uh, so it was like very fun to get to watch him be like on the winning side of this. Um. Plus, of those people, like him, Ricard, uh, Heather, and Erica, I felt like he handled the Tribal Council conversation the best. Um, and uh, from what they, yeah, I will say what they from, showed us from what they showed us because what we've learned from the Rainer podcast is that those tribal councils can sometimes last a couple hours, and so they edit out lots of conversation. Yes, that's true. Um, but yeah, that and the fact that he still has an idol and didn't receive a single vote this mm -hmm. like no one was talking about voting him this episode which is wild to me um because they gotta like flush that idol or do something about it um i mean he's gonna play it next week i think that's the last time he's allowed to play it i thought it was final five that he could play it i don't know i feel like i was seeing six uh i thought six was the extra know. vote and five was the idol but i might be wrong that could be i mostly am like if if it's five, then he like 
could win immunity next week, which he has done before, uh, and just be in the final four. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And the, like, they're not, how, how is, how did he not get discussed this week? And maybe he did and we just didn't see it, but like, well, that's why he wanted Ricard around because Ricard, they see Ricard as a bigger target. Right. I think part of it is also maybe because, because he has the idol, like they don't have the numbers to do a split vote. Like they wanted to before of like trying to flush out an idol. And so they got to vote for Ricard who can't dodge it within an idol where Xander can. So like, they don't even want to worry about him. Yeah, that's true. Um, Points wise or players wise in fantasy, Patrick and I both have four people left. The only differ different people are he has Eric and I have Danny. Our mom still has two people, uh, Danny and Xander. Um, and then I'm up on Patrick by almost 200 points. And so as, if Erica can score about 200 points more than Danny in the next two episodes, um, then he'll win. So that's all Erica's got to do. Now, 200 it's not gonna is, is a considerable amount considering um, like only five people, six people, oh, I guess maybe seven, eight. I guess like eight people have over 200 points for the whole season. Like Shan has 411. That's twice that many. Yeah. Um, um, last week we oh we should talk about who's voted out next before we do final three. Last week we both predict yeah. I predicted Deshaun and Patrick predicted Danny. We were both wrong. Dude, they both had immunity. That's true. Um, so now we have to pick who we think is going to get voted out between Danny, Deshaun, Erica, Heather, Ricard, and Xander. The preview mentioned Danny wanting an idol, Ricard scared of Danny, Deshaun saying Xander and Erica would be a good final three. So it doesn't mention Heather. So maybe I'm it's... gonna say Ricard because it doesn't mention Ricard much either. It talks about how he's like afraid of Danny, but yeah, uh, I think I'm gonna agree with you. I'll mention I'm gonna say Ricard also. Now that being said, moving into our final three, the final three, my pick last week was Xander, Ricard, Heather. I'm gonna stick with it. <laughs> so I got to hedge my bets, bet a little bit on both sides. I'm betting Ricard's out next week, and if not, I got him in my final three. My final three is was Erica, Heather, Deshaun, and I'm sticking with that because I like that even more now, actually. I also want to point out that my final three that I had for like eight episodes in a row was Xander, Shan, and Liana. Shan went two episodes ago. Liana went last episode, so maybe Xander's going to be gone this episode. I think it'd be a lot for Xander to go considering he still has an idol. Like, I think if there's any hint of like him possibly, like his name being out there at all, he's playing that idol because there's he only has like one, maybe two chances left to play it. So I don't think he's going to hold on to it as closely as he may have before. Yeah. It would, it would require four people having a plan to vote him and him not hearing about it. Right. Which if yeah. Heather knows about it at all, she's going to tell him because she can't keep secrets very well, as we've seen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Anything else? Do it. So there's two episodes uh, left. So next week's going to get us down to the final five, right? And then and then it's the finale. And the finale will have five. And it's been confirmed the final tribal council has three people. So in the finale, they'll get rid of two. Um, which from stuff we've heard is that like the final four is often a fire making challenge to determine who the final three are. But we're in a new era of survivor. Drop the four, keep the one. So who knows what's going to happen. Um, I feel like I was going to say something else. Oh, yeah. Also, as a reminder, we talked about this earlier. Um, so we'll do episode 12 next week, episode 13 the week after. And then we're going to start right in on season eight. So if you need some time to prep stuff, especially with the holidays coming up, 
now might be a good time to start watching season eight. That message goes to you listeners as well as myself. I got to start, I got to watch like the first episode, see what's up. Um, if you want to email us like Zoe did and give us some feedback, questions, comments, anything, email us at travel council. Nope. Tweet at us at travel council 20, email us at travel council podcast at gmail.com. And as always for this week, uh, travel council, this is Chris signing off. This is Patrick. And the tribe has spoken. O-E-O-E-O-E-I. Oh, yeah.